Hello everyone, this is Jamie. And this is Heather, and you're listening to Soul Archaeology, a podcast where we talk about soul stuff. We still haven't come up with a tagline. But anyway, on this week's show, <laughs> we're talking about more about November. November's been a little bitch. And um, we're talking about the energies that have come in, how they're affecting us, and uh, how a lot of us are stuck with like a finger on the forehead, refusing us any momentum at all. Like you can't go forward. You can't get there from here. You have to stay where you are. It is what it is. And it's really uh, frustrating. And so know that if you are feeling that frustration, you are absolutely not alone. Yeah, it's testing. I'm having a very, I'm not going to say I'm actually having a very hard time with it. In some ways, I really am. Physically, I really am right now because I feel very much blocked. I get it. Um, This is part of my stuff. I work physically. I work. It's, it's just, it's part of my work. So I think part of it is for me is wrapping my head around the fact that a, this will always be part of my work. It's never not going to be part of my work because a lot of it I think is helping others to navigate physically uh, what they're going through, how to integrate. Uh, so I am in a constant pattern of learning. So that is something, you know, that I'm just, it's, it's just a part of my life. It's always been a part of my life. And to think that it, at some point it's not going to be in some way, shape or form, it will always be, I will always feel like being on a helicopter and, or like right now I'm like, dizziness all the time dizzy vertigo uh spinny helicopter as in helicopter blades spinny 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 ah, is propeller. basically propeller is what my and right now my brain fog is to a new level like i can't <laughs> words are hard sentences are hard movement is hard there are a lot of hard things and I know this week in particular, because it's been several weeks of this now and everybody's like, I don't know. I mean, I've been to like umpteen doctors and everybody's like, I don't know. The only thing that so far that is interesting is that my, that we're catching is that my blood pressure is dropping when I stand like significantly. So it's like, okay, well, that's a at least a medical thing that you can point to. Although part of me is like, okay, so we know that, but now what? (laughs) And nobody seems to have a really good answer for that. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to continue to move when it doesn't feel like you're able to move. And that is that is difficult right now. Um, but I started writing this week. I kept getting, I've been getting the nudge for a while actually to write. So I started writing and it's not as though I haven't tried writing before I have. I mean, I've been, I've been writing my whole life. I've always written like stories and I have like 
notebooks on top of notebooks starting from like I, I don't know how young that's just full of little stories and I would lock myself in my room sometimes when I was younger and just lose myself in in music and itty 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 bitty word processor and that like was how I'd spend my weekends used to drive my parents bananas and but that was that was my happy place so this week when I started writing I'm like one of the first things I asked myself was what's going to make this time different from every other time because one of the things that I get caught up on is where to start I'm like it's too much there's too much story to tell so where do I start this story so I literally this time started by saying there's really too much story to tell (laughs) I just started with my feelings about it and about the attempts that I've made previously and it was interesting because as I started to go along I feel like my guides who have been I'm not going to say they've been absent because they haven't been they've just been quiet to a certain extent I feel like I feel like a little kid standing at the corner getting ready to cross the street and every time I go to step my foot off the curb I have this adult's arm going across me blocking me from going into the street and I'm like there are no cars there's nobody coming why can't I cross the street (laughs) and I'm just getting the arm that's that's just a very gentle hold (laughs) we're waiting and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, that's kind of what it feels like. But I, through the writing, I'm noticing that the things that are coming up and the order that they're coming up in, as I'm delving deeper into my story of, you know, the things that I've come across in my life and how I've come across them and how I've dealt with them thus far have started to lay out it's laying out even a more a more clear picture for me of what's been happening this whole time so on one hand I'm like okay well this is good for me to know because now I can kind of see why the why behind you know just some of my issues that have been my issues for as long as I can remember, um, you know, why things came the way they did, why certain things triggered me the way they did, why certain physical things came up in my life. So on that front, I feel like I am getting answers, but, and some movement because it's like, okay, well, at least I get to write this down. And that is helpful at times. Mm. But I had a much different picture in my head of how this month was going to go. So that that's still hard. Even though, you know, we tell people all the time and I've told myself over and over and over again, don't get caught up on expectations. Expectations will bite you in the ass every time. That's still the truth. It's always going to be the truth. But when you see things heading in a particular direction and you feel like 
momentum and <clears throat> messages and all the things are kind of guiding you towards something in particular. And then all of a sudden the arm goes up and you can't cross the street. It's like, but how am I supposed to do all those things when I can't get to where I need to go? How am I supposed to do them from over here? I see all the things. I can't get to them right now. So that that's kind of the crux of all the things right now for me. Like I brain fog, dizziness, weirdness physically, I it's hard for me to string sentences together, but that's the long and short of where I'm at in this moment. And mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe I'll get more answers through the process of this particular podcast that's what i'm we'll hoping. see yeah hey that's, that's always that's always the hope right yep it is yeah and i'm i'm not in a dissimilar place in fact i would be surprised if a lot of people weren't in that place in their own way whatever it looks mm-hmm. like for them i think that um this month has triggered whatever you need triggered in your own way not only to see the difference in in how you react to it, how quick is your reaction time, how uh, how resistant is your reaction, um, and how do you handle it? What are your new coping skills for when you're triggered? Do you have new coping skills for when you're triggered? And I've definitely been triggered. Of course, for me, my triggers lie mostly when it comes to anything that that feels like it may threaten my home, my physical location, my house or the safety of it or the systems within it. And by systems, I mean, I mean plumbing, specifically plumbing in this particular case because the water heater broke and I was without hot water for a week, um, which, you know, first world problem, you still had water. Um, but that wasn't the point. It wasn't, the point wasn't that the water heater broke. It was how everything transpired. It was, okay, you wake up and you have no water and where that might have triggered you to spiral all the way down the drain, so to speak, before, now you're like, nope, you're not doing that anymore. You're going to take this one step at a time and you are going to just meet this as you handle it. So, okay, I stopped my first spiral. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, well, then to figure out the problem, that's when I noticed the pilot lights out. So I have to call the gas company to come relight it. When the gas company finally gets, the gas company, by the way, (laughs) in their, their greatness, they gave you an appointment and they don't give you a time. And you're like, shouldn't there be like at least a window? No. No, my dears, because your window is from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night or until they get there. <laughs> Listen, lady, you'll see us when you see us. Or That's until, all we're telling you. Until they get there? So, like, midnight? How long do you make your people work? What is happening here? So, the very end of that window, he shows up, and by that time, there's water on the... Uh, the stand that the water heater's on. So now we know it's leaking. So the gas has to be shut off to the water heater completely. It can't be relit. Um, And then I'm like, all right, well, then we'll just have to call the plumber. But before we do that, we'll call the home warranty. So we called the home warranty and they're like, okay, we'll send someone out. 
on Tuesday because it's a long weekend and blah, blah, blah. So they send someone out on Tuesday and I'm a little spring chicken over here, never having really dealt with this before, um, thinking that that means that it'll get fixed on Tuesday. No, no, no. That's so that they mm -hmm. can call it in and get the okay to fix it. And mm -hmm. they call it in and there is no okay to fix it because of work that we had done years ago to have it um, transitioned into a solar water heater, which now makes the home warranty null and void. So instead of paying $100 to have it fixed, I get to call my plumber and that $100 was just to have them come out. I don't get that back. And on top of that, I get to have it fixed from scratch. And it can't be fixed, it has to be replaced. $2,200 later, I have hot water. Yeah. Now, in the process of fixing it, there it, it did get fixed and it got fixed beautifully. However, it was like this weird energy of everything was a problem. It wouldn't drain. How do we get it to drain? It's taller than the other one. How do we get it to fit? It's the other one won't move out of the place that it's in. How do we get it to move? Like everything seemed like it was reinventing the wheel. Like there was no wheel. There was no wheel. Everything has to be reinvented. Everything, there's no system in place for this. A water heater has never been replaced before. <laughs> and it took all day. Again, not a big deal, but there's this mounting feeling within me that's like, something is definitely up. This doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel like it usually does. And I really didn't know what that was. I figured it had something to do with the November energy that we've been dealing with all month. And I stand by that. Um, and I'm very thankful to have it done, even though I had to pay out of pocket. Now, there are other extenuating circumstances that were just kind of heaping on that pile of money's flooding out the door, but it's not coming in. And the safety bubble of the house is threatened. Um, because not only are things broken, but now we're not sure if the fix is fixing it. And then on top of that, the neighbor that's been my neighbor since 2009 is moving out. Oh, wait, no, she moved out this week. So now it's what's going to become of the house next door. Are they going to continue to rent it? Will the renters be nice? Will they be quiet? Will they leave me the hell alone? Because I've had some nightmare neighbors and I, I now suffer some PTSD from that. And so all of this is sort of heaping on the pile of this feels icky. This feels icky. I don't like this. This is icky. This is uncomfortable. And But at the same time, I've, I've got one foot in either timeline. I've got one foot in a timeline that everything is heaping on top of everything else um, and it, it feels like a tower card has been pulled and dropped on the table. And now you just have to sit while that tower crumbles and you, in the aftermath, after everything's come down, you're like, okay, well, is there more? Because now I can't move forward. Now I'm just sitting in the rubble and I can't get out of the rubble. The rubble's sitting there staring at me and I'm sitting there in the rubble staring at it. And we're both kind of like, I don't know. And when I tap into the guides, the guides are like, and I'm like, hello, could you like something? No, no, you get nothing. Now, there's another part of me that's got a foot in the timeline that is, look, you have hot water and a brand new water heater that's under warranty for six years and your roof on your house is solid and, you know, there's nothing you can do to control what happens with the house next door, but 
you know, while it's empty, it's really nice that it's empty, kind of, you know, and, and everything else is fine, even though, even though nothing is working or moving forward or, or together the way I'd love it to be or thought it would be. Like you said, there were some expectations according to some messages that, that were coming through in October. It seemed like, hey, you've really leveled up and now, now things are going to be really cool. And then November comes in and that tower card drops and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting in rebel. I don't understand how this is cool. And they came through just today because I was working on tomorrow's TikTok oracle reading. And they came through and they're like, look, a lot of you who have been on this spiritual path for a while have gotten really good at moving through this crunchy energy. So you move through it with expediency. The problem is, is that the collective, despite appearances, is unifying. And as a result of that, a lot of you who are very good at moving through this now need to wait for the people who are following in your footsteps. Yeah. This is because a caravan situation. It is a caravan. And we are, we literally, the level we're up. We're the lead card. We are. And the level up is we, we made it to the new harbor and now we're going back for everybody else. And going back for everybody else not only means experiencing these huge energy transitions where things get crunchy and incredibly uncomfortable, but it means sitting and waiting while everyone mm -hmm. else sort of goes through a, I can't say more difficult awakening time, but it's going to be different than what we experienced and so we're basically waiting for them to wake up, but it's a good sign. Ultimately, it's a good sign because um, the fact that we are feeling it and we're experiencing like, hey, you know, now when nothing happens and I have no choice but to be stagnant, I realize it's not because of me. It's because yeah. I'm helping others by staying close to them so that they can still have light to guide them to the new harbor so to speak, yeah. to the safer place, to the better harbor, where there's more resources, where things are going in a better direction. We know the way now. And we've agreed on a soul level, on a higher level, uh, we've agreed to be the beacons. We've agreed to bridge that gap. And this is part of that bridging process. But make no mistake, it sucks. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's I have a hard time with it because on one hand, it's like, look, you're fine. Things are not, you know, as you would like them to be. And physically, you can't get up and do a whole lot right now. But I can't say that I'm like threatened because I'm not. It's like, I'm still here. It just means that, you know, most days I'm kind of parking my butt. And I'm not moving as much as I'd like to be moving. And I'm either writing or like even looking at screens and stuff right now is hard. So, or I'm like just in a state of just being, which is so hard for me. I'm just not that person. I'm just not that person that just sits like, if I'm committed to like, a meditation or something that's different 
because I see that as <laughs> I'm able to explain it to the part of my brain that is task oriented as a task. So it's valuable. So it's okay if we're sitting in meditation. If I'm not sitting in a meditation and I'm just in a space, just being in a space, I feel really uncomfortable. It feels really crunchy for me. I have a hard time just being, even though that is something that I would tell other people with no problem. You should probably just spend the time to just be. I can totally understand that for other people and see the value <laughs> and point it out. I have no problems, but I have a really hard time doing that myself. And it's, and I know, I know that it is old programming. I know that it's because I watched every day of my life in this lifetime, my parents go at Mach 2 because that was just the way they operated. They both worked and, you know, it was either one job or many jobs. And I had that, you know, you need to be doing, 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 productive, 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 productive all the time. So it's very hard to sit in a space. I feel guilty. I feel like other people are, I feel like I'm letting other people down. I feel like other people are waiting on me. And on the inside, I'm like, but I'm waiting for other people. So how can I, how am I to move through this sticky space? And again, so that's kind of why I turned to the writing, because at least the writing felt like, okay, you can get this out and you can see how some of these things are linked. And it's always good when I'm able to talk about it, because more always comes out when I talk about it. Um, and for me, like the jumping through timelines, they literally, this week, they literally showed me you're double dutching. They showed me multiple timelines like they were multiple jump ropes in a double dutch game and they're like and it's your job to jump in and out 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 right now and what happens if you stop <laughs> you get tangled up in those so right now feels like this weird paradox where it's like i'm supposed to be jumping or not supposed to be it has nothing to do with supposed to. It's I am. I am currently jumping in and out of timelines. And it is my job to do so. However, at the same time, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. And I'm having, that's the hardest part is I can't wrap my brain around the fact that, and maybe I'm not supposed to. I can't, but I can't wrap in my head that that paradox of you are in it both in and out of a timeline holding shit together and not doing anything physically at the same time like i'm like how how is that 
And they're like, because <laughs> that's the way this works. And it's like, how? How does this work? <laughs> because I'd like to be able to explain it to other people when other people inevitably are going to get stuck there too. Or I know that other people are are in that space right now. I know you're in that space right now. And it's hard. It's, it is hard to have this conversation right now because it both completely makes sense and then none of it makes sense all at the same time. Not completely unlike a lot of our conversations, but there is some, there is a weight. There's a physical weight to this particular period in time that we're experiencing right now on this planet. And I think when they, when there's a, a thought of people are going to have a more difficult time with that kind of epiphany, that awakening process, that, that place of spiritual awareness or conscious awareness, I think the hard part is that there is a physicality to this that hasn't happened in a really long time. And that in and of itself is really difficult. It's, it's interesting. I've been, one of the things that I've been watching um, just kind of past time while I wait out my, my vertigo spells is a show called hunting Atlantis. And I've watched, I don't know, probably 20 different programs on Atlantis and Atlantis findings and people searching for Atlantis. And uh, it's interesting because this one in particular, they've, they've made it an actual series. I'm about, I think I'm about six episodes in. I think I'm caught up at this moment uh, where they are currently. And they've been looking around like the Mediterranean and just watching how they're going about, like trying to figure out if these areas are connected to Atlantis. And I'm sitting here and I'm having like arguments with the television because <laughs> coming in from both like the historical and the anthropological background as, as well as my, my spiritual awareness and jumping into conversations and going, but you can't say that about that because X, Y, and Z. And just because this happened doesn't mean that that happened. And, you know, I'm, I'm having these arguments with the television and at the same time, I'm picking up on these little, these little nuggets of history and story of, see, this is how we get ourselves into these particular crooks of, of time and evolution as humans. It's like we get caught up in, in a particular thing and then something big happens you know we have something catastrophic that's physical or you know like a in this case we've looked at everything from earthquakes to tsunamis to volcanic eruptions to you know or somebody mistaking because you know here are civilizations that are dating back to a period where there's really not 
there's nothing finite other than maybe some some pieces of straggling art that are showing us a link to a specific time in history. And so you have all of these different experts arguing about how a civilization be, you know, like became to be where they were at or why they left or, you know, and you want to point to something big sometimes. And sometimes it's like, well, it doesn't always have to be something so catastrophic though. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, somebody came in and wanted to put their flag down and they got pushed out and it's like, okay, well that could have been it too. You know, the, looking at like pieces of art and going, Oh, well this place had, you know, these, this culture, these people were creating this kind of art and now we're finding this kind of art over here. So it must've been that same people moved from here to way over there. Why would they have gone way over there? And it's like, well, who said it was like the whole group of people? Why couldn't it have been a handful of people that decided to start out somewhere different and picked up what they learned from where they had just been and reestablished it somewhere new. Like, why are you thinking it was like an entire group they could have melded with another group that was already established? It's looking at all these like little arguments about like how things developed and I'm sitting there and I'm look, you know, trying to apply that to some of the things that I'm seeing now and then thinking about what's it going to be like 5,000 years from now for whatever incarnation of humans that live 5,000 years down the road and them looking back at us, are they going to be having the same arguments? Like, what are we leaving behind for them? And as somebody who is spiritually connected, like, what can I tell them about what's going on right now that would be helpful? Is there anything that I can say right now that would be helpful? And what would that be? So this goes back to the writing? Yeah. So this is kind of like how I am trying to approach also like some of the writing by maybe being a little more transparent in my personal feelings of like how things went down in like certain stages of my life and certain stages of the world so that you know it's like people might not always connect with just facts being dropped you know x happened on x date they're more likely to connect through actual feeling because that's something that persists all the same problems that are happening now people had their own versions of that 5000 years ago you know people still struggled with relationships people still struggled with finances people still struggled within themselves when they're with their own spirituality all of those struggles still existed and have persisted so Now the important thing is to share, I feel like the important thing is to share everything in the context of, you know, 
what's actually going through my head as I'm revisiting all of all of these memories and trying to like tie things together and so asking like my own questions. Um, so for example, one of the things that I was writing about and kind of the thing that I've left off on right now is um, my experience with religion and what that has meant to me over the years and how it's transformed and where I'm at with it now and the things that still trigger me and the things that I'm able to kind of sit back and go, okay, I'm, I'm cool. If I'm cool, if I take these things with me and leave everything else up to, you know, it just is what it is. And, um, it's been really interesting to kind of create my own sort of timeline and look at that and look at from, you know, where it started in my family and watching like how things went down within my family and seeing how unsure they were even in their own faith and how it shifted. And then my feelings around, you know, how they felt about me when I started questioning things and how I have continued to look at religion to this day, which I would say for the most part is fairly neutral. I mean, there are still things that like, (laughs) if I am in the room with someone who is like, I would consider overtly religious and it doesn't matter what, religion but if they are coming from a place if i can tell they're coming from a place not of not of knowing or belief or you know belief in their faith but fear surrounding their faith i have a really hard time with that still that will still trigger me that will still trigger me to like want to put my dudes up and fight or shake them vigorously and go snap out of it, snap (laughs) out of it. You're just repeating. You're not, you know, you're not letting any of this information sink in. You're just repeating something that you read. No, no, they're not. Well, it's not even, it's, they're not consciously feeling what they're saying. It's just, it's just word vomit. And that, I have a really hard time with. So it's interesting to sit with something like that, you know, looking and looking at the world and looking at like, it's like you put this kind of mask over everything that you don't choose consciously. It could be your political beliefs. It could be your religious beliefs. It could be your cultural heritage. It could be, um, you know, the beliefs or traditions and the, neighborhood that you grew up in it it doesn't matter anything that you kind of just without conscious thought pick up and do from day to day without asking yourself without running it through your like I, you know I, I call my my own internal bs meter if you're not running those things through your conscious thought through your conscious awareness 
and holding it up against your own internal BS meter, then then really what are you contributing to yourself? Not just the people around you, but to yourself on a daily basis. Like if, if you're not questioning your own actions, what are you really getting out of it at the end of the day? What does the end, what does your end of the year recap look like? When you look back at your year and see all the things that you've done and maybe some of the things that didn't get accomplished, you know, how, how do you feel about that if all of your decisions were made kind of while on autopilot? Because I did feel like I, I've spent many years doing that, especially, you know, my younger years. I feel like even in times like this, when I do feel a little more stuck or, you know, like I'm, I'm going through a rougher patch, at the very least now I feel like, but I'm making more conscious decisions. I'm catching things faster now when I fall into an old pattern or when I lean on an old program or belief set, I can catch myself and go, but like, how do you really feel about that? Like, and take stock physically, physically, how is that making you feel right now? Is it running you down? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel a knot in your stomach while you're going through this process? Or is it exciting? Is it exhilarating? Is it scary, but kind of fun? Like, what are your, like, what do you feel about things now? I'm asking myself more and more, how do you feel about that? It is very much tied to my physical self. So even though I'm going through a difficult spot right now with physicality, I am still grateful for the physical, the amount of physical awareness that I have, because that's probably the thing over anything else that kind of taps me back in to that conscious thought and, and really makes me look at it. That's, that's how I challenge myself right now. Well, I feel like for me, the challenge is being presented on a daily basis. (laughs) I don't, I don't, really find myself needing to tap in I'm always tapped in and that's not bragging that's just it's my first it's always been my first line of defense even when I was unconscious before I really started to awaken I was unconscious to things because I thought that that was how reality was once reality started to unravel for me all bets were off I was questioning everything so um, however, that doesn't mean that I am not finding it difficult. I'm finding this time incredibly difficult. And to me, the challenge is sticking to the advice that I would give others. That's that's where it lies. And I talk to myself. I talk to myself when I'm emotional, when I'm depressed, when I'm um, feeling resistance. Um, and in terms of feeling resistance, it's really kind of messed up right now because I can't tell what is a want and what is a don't want. I'm I'm completely clueless 
as to what it is because, um, you know, for instance, my job has been put on hold as the company transitions owners. And at the same time, um, uh, there have been extra money obligations heaped onto me just in this past month. And with everything going haywire, like it has been, it has me thinking, okay, do I give up on this job? Do I hold on for the transition and then take my next move after it's everything's moving again, knowing that we're in a holding pattern, knowing that I am in a holding pattern, or do I jump into, in order to escape the discomfort of the money issues, do I jump into something that might be a quick fix and in mm-hmm. the process sell my soul to that quick fix? It's, it's all don't want. I don't want the quick fix. But I do want it to be fixed, but I don't know how to fix it. So I'm just sort of grasping at straws in terms of the fix. <laughs> and and Same. so and so I'm sitting here going, but wait, like it, it, none of the guidance I'm receiving feels clear. None of the guidance I'm receiving feels complete. I don't feel usually when I'm um, when I feel like doing something. It's because I feel motivated. I feel inspired by it. I feel like when I went out for the job that I have now, I felt inspired to do that. Even though it was scary and I wanted to back out multiple times, um, I felt so – I felt more enthusiastic about it than I felt scared. Mm -hmm. And that became my guide in terms of how I select what I select. And I was like, well, that is so much easier than how it used to be, which was like kind of like I'm experiencing now, which is, well, I don't want this, but I also don't want this. And if I do this, then I don't want that, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. ooh, where are the wants? Where'd they go? It's like they all dried up, which is particularly frustrating for me since that is, if there is one piece of go-to advice that I will give a stranger, it is, what do you want? What do you want? Whatever the answer is, that's your next move. And nine times out of 10, I hear, well, I don't want, that's not the answer. That's not going to work. You know what you don't want. Now, what do you want? And every time I ask myself that, I'm like, I have no idea because I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I'm experiencing. I know what, I know what I'm experiencing looks like, but I don't know what I'm actually experiencing because on top of everything happening around me, to me, for me, however you want to describe it. Um, I feel like there's a bigger story unfurling that I'm not privy to. Yeah. And in the process, definitely. I feel I definitely feel that hand across my chest, you can't cross the street energy, or that finger on your forehead, try and get it, try and get it, try and get the burger. <laughs> I definitely feel that. And, and I don't know how to interpret it or apply it to my life right now, which has me completely uncomfortable. That's where my discomfort is coming from. Usually, even if something is coming through that scares me to the point where I'm not sure I want to pursue it because I'm so scared about the risk that it implies for me, usually I am at least honest about that with myself. I am, I'm at least able to say to myself, okay, but you know you're not doing this because you're being a, a chicken, Right. Like, just admit it. Like, just be honest because you can't move forward if you're not being honest with your yourself, your actual motivations. So I'm really, really uh, dogmatic 
when it comes to being honest with myself about what I'm feeling and experiencing and my motivations behind my actions. Here, I'm being completely honest. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know if any of these directions are actual directions. And it's possible that it may just come down to fuck around and find out. Um, Yeah. But at the same time, when I look back at those two timelines I was talking about where one, everything is messed up and feels threatening, where the other is, but look at your life. Like literally, even though a whole bunch of money technically flew out the door, um, nothing changed in my physical environment. My life is 110% not reflecting any of the perceived threats in that other timeline. Everything is solid. Everything is benevolent. Everything is friendly. Everything is exactly how I would choose it to be if I didn't have a story in my head that it won't be exactly how I want it to be if I don't do something now. That's the threat. The threat has not manifested actually in my life. And I know that when you are worried about something happening, you're only going to perpetuate it. You're only going to draw it into you. So that's where my confusion lies. I have no idea what's going on there. And I don't quite know how to navigate that. So really what I'm doing is I'm just breaking it down minute by minute, second by second. I am literally checking in with myself all the damn time. And I am asking myself, you know, what do you want in this moment? It can be the smallest thing. It can be my hands feel icky. I want to wash my hands. (laughs) I know that sounds really stupid, but when you don't have a direction and you don't have a clue and you are stuck in a fog and you can't see through it, that's what it needs to come down to. It is an it is a chance to practice tuning into those nuances that move you in your physical environment. So that's what I've been focused on. And I guess for me, if I look at it from that perspective of what I want, like what I want most right now, most what I want right now is to feel good. I want to feel good. And that's hmm. That's a hard one. What's hard about it? It doesn't, it doesn't sound like it should be hard, mm-hmm. but it is. Mm-hmm. So what, what is it triggering? Is it triggering the story that I shook hands with the adventure of getting healthy in a way that I never thought I would? And that came with huge expectations. And now it's coming with what feel like huge complications. And mysterious complications. Because if I were in your shoes, I would imagine that I, the, the mystery of it all would be driving me absolutely insane. Like everybody can see what's happening. So obviously something's happening. It's not in your head. But nobody knows what something is. There's no diagnosis. Now, to me, that's actually normal. <laughs> How sad. Because I've, <laughs> because, and it is, because I've, I've, I've dealt with other things like that. And that's one of the reasons why I knew I'd be okay having this surgery. Yeah. It has weirdness that comes with it because your body's going through a big change. At least that's something that you can point to and go, well, your body's going through a big change. So yeah, weirdness is going to happen. You're going to go through periods of weirdness. To me, that was not, that was not a deal breaker because I've been through so much physical weird in my life and a lot of it that 
there wasn't even anything that you could point to really, except for weird symptoms. But there was nothing to point back to like, oh, well, you just had a surgery or <laughs> there was nothing like that. It was like, oh, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> like, what do you want? You know, and it's like, <laughs> so it's not even that. No, for me, the feel good is a trip up because I think for a good deal of my life, I have in the times when I have felt good, I have felt guilty for feeling good. Hmm. Like if I can see suffering around me, if I can see pe people unhappy around me, I have a hard time feeling good. Wow. That's fuckery. Because the only way to help people out of their suffering is to show them how, what it looks like and how, how it is to not suffer. Like you have to lead by example. That's literally what we're here to do. So my mode has been to then suffer alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you do that. I have seen you do that. To comfort. Right. Which is not comforting at all. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it shuts down the space for suffering. Um, I think because it, there's, it's weird because there is a point to misery loves company. Um, but I don't think misery loves company to the point where they want that company as miserable as they are. I think there's, I'm, it's hard because I'm, I, um, I am very much about compassion and compassionate acts, but not necessarily when it comes to myself. So the big portion of going through what I went through recently was exactly that. It was showing compassion to myself and making a commitment to self-care for myself. That's one of the biggest reasons why I did this. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of what I'm experiencing now is kind of the reverberation of the old programming that says you did something really great for yourself and it's working out. So don't you feel guilty about that? <laughs> and it's like, huh? Okay. So apparently that's something to revisit. <laughs> it's a question. It's, it's definitely a question I have to add because it slows the other thing is that it has slowed me down considerably because you have to, you have to slow down when you're in this what has process. Slowed you, down? you can't, uh, having the operation, having the surgery, your, your body has a long recovery time. It's, it's 12 months to 18 months before your body really recovers and you're in a constant, I'm very well aware. And I don't think a lot of people who have the surgery, are very well aware, but I am very well aware of the poignancy of the rebuilding that you are doing during this process. Like, again, one of the things that I immediately kind of tapped into was the thought, yay, I'm going to get to 
um, I'm, I'm going to get to rebuild a lot of my insides. I'm going to have the opportunity to repopulate my whole digestive system and therefore immune system with things that are actually good for me that are going to be sustaining that are going to help me therefore feel better and even though there weren't a whole lot of expectations going in the you know what you see kind of put put back on you it's both the blessing and the curse of being on social media is you see other people moving through it very seemingly very quickly and you're like well come on why can't I snap snap you know get back in the swing of things let's do this let's you know you're freaking over 60 pounds lighter now so why is everything so hard chop chop let's do this And so there's a part of me that really has, that wants to plug into a, like, let's get up and go. But I think there is another portion of me that's like, let's be methodical about what we're doing here. Let's take our time and make sure where we're putting our energy is a place where we actually want to put our energy. And those two sides of me are in constant conflict yes. with each other. Yes. The, the contrast right now is particularly advanced. It's not like I have to look for it anywhere. It is night and day. Mm-hmm. There is no middle. It is either you are on top of the world or you feel like crap. So it's, uh, I think I've been navigating a, a less contrasted space for so long that now when I do step into a place that is heavily contrasted, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm looking for a less contrasted space in between that somewhere and it just simply does not exist what do you mean um like i'm looking for an in-between a middle of the road i'm i'm, I'm You're trying looking to find for balance. a middle of well temperance yes ultimately but there's something else to it and i haven't quite put my finger on it yet but it i'm I think the middle of the road for me is I'm looking for a safety net. I'm looking for somewhere to relax and breathe in between the two contrasting spaces, which ultimately I think are, is keeping me from some of the momentum but that you, I could be having. You said earlier that you are resistant to what would be the safety net. Because the safety net lies in being the type of person 
to just be. Because in those moments where you're just being, nothing is happening. That is the safe space. That is the safety net. And you can't be there because your programming doesn't really allow it. So it's sort of, it's a battle to be there. Uh, you have to be constantly mindful, which feels, I imagine, because it feels like this to me, feels like work, like a lot of work to just allow yourself to be there. So really what's happening between these two timelines that we each have our, our one foot in, the holy shit, everything's not as I expected slash going wrong, the tower card has been thrown down on the table versus the other timeline, which is nothing bad is happening. You're fine. Um, but in order to be in nothing bad is happening, you're fine. You have to be quiet and you have to sit still. And it's not about momentum. It's about just observing everything that's taking place. That is the middle ground. That is the temperance. That is the contrast for me. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that you are in a process of allowing yourself the middle ground. It's it, You're taking it out of contrast and you're putting it into a space that where you can allow yourself to be there, which is, it makes sense. That's, that's the work. The, the, the next step in the work that we have to do is to learn to be where we uh, had stories that we weren't allowed to be, I guess. Yeah. So that, but that's the fuckery of it is that like, you can look all you want for the safety net. You, you don't feel safe in the safety net. <laughs> you have stories about the safety net that make the safety net not okay. Well, the things that are safety nets to most people are not safety nets to me. Right. But they, that most people have no, <laughs> they've not, they've got no business here because you're being perfectly triggered for you. And, yeah. and they're, and you're being triggered so that you can get to know your work and create or connect with rather, because it's not about creating safety. That's, that's one thing that, that I've noticed in this journey. It's not about creating safety. The fact of the matter is, is that most of us have grown up in an environment where we never felt safe. We've never really experienced true safety. That wasn't dependent on someone or something else. True. Now we are healing to a point where we are capable of recognizing that safety comes from feeling sovereign, responsible for ourselves, that we don't need to be rescued anymore. Mine happens to be triggered by money issues. Yours happens to be triggered by similar things, but also different enough to be Jamie triggers, right? And we're both being triggered to the same degree, but in different ways because we're different people. So of course your safety net doesn't look like other people's safety net. <laughs> in fact, I would say that most people's safety net um, are misidentified. Yeah, sure. But I think that also makes, uh, I think that also makes it difficult to, when you look at it from that perspective, it also makes it difficult to find those wants. Wants? Is that what you said? Wants? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It does. Because the things that you think you want mm -hmm. aren't really the things that you want. Exactly. You're, you're looking for, you're looking for a safety net, something that's going to make you feel 
but you're safe, not looking. But you're most not... of those things aren't going to make you feel safe. Right. But that's the difference between a safety net and the feeling of safety. They're not the same thing. Looking for a safety net means there's something external to you that can be implemented in your life that will make you feel safe. Looking for the feeling of safety means you are finding where it lies within you internally. Two completely different things. You're not looking for a safety net. You're looking and searching for where safety lies within you because you've never identified it for yourself before. And that is a much harder task than looking for a safety net. A safety net will always and forever be a coping mechanism and it will always be unsustainable. So you're not looking for a safety net. None of you are looking for safety nets. None of us are looking for safety nets. We are looking for what it means to feel safe. And what it means to feel safe always lies within your perception of the world and how you interact with it and what it means. We are here to place our definition on reality instead of being spoon-fed other people's definition of reality. And the visual once again becomes the very tangled pile of jewelry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those those really delicate, thin gold chains all kinked up and just in a mess, a pile together and trying to get each one out without breaking it. That's the work that we're doing. And I'm reminded again and again, you can't just cut them. No. No, you can't. You can't just cut it free. You and you, have to and go you don't through want and untangle them, it. You don't want them to break because here's the deal with those gold chains. Gold is valuable, right? And it mm-hmm. has more value to you as a person when it is intact. Sure, gold can still be repurposed and used for something else, melted down, made into a ring, whatever you want. But when it comes to these gold chains, each of these gold chains are complete strands of energy. They are resources and they are more useful to you, if not only useful to you when they remain intact. So the goal of doing the work that we're here to do in terms of awakening is to untangle all those chains so that we can once again use them to better our lives, which is why you can't cut them. There's no easy way out of this. It's it's disentangling ourselves from the matrix. And that's a lot of work. It is totally a lot of work. <laughs> like, and I, I know I signed up for it. I'm, I'm ultimately, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm okay with being here for it, but it means, and I think this show in particular is a perfect nod to that. It means that I am constantly questioning myself. You have to, you have to come back to yourself all the time and say, but what really, what is this doing right now? What is this doing for me right now? What is it helping me to see right now? Anytime I do feel stuck, the writing has helped me. Today's show has helped me and I hope it's helping somebody else. Ultimately, you know, I hope somebody else feels that someone else is having this same sort of issue. Somebody else feels the way I am. Um, someone else is having a hard time, period, the end. I'm not alone in this. Not at all. Um, 
everyone I've talked to in my life is going through this in their own way. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about devastatingly. I'm talking about catastrophic loss of life. I'm talking about catastrophic illness leading to potential loss of life. I'm talking about losing everything. We are talking about tower card after tower card after tower card thrown down on the tables in front of us. That's why we're doing this episode because even though we're in it and we may not have much to offer you in terms of answers, we can't simplify this yet. There is no easy button. We haven't made it through to the other side. So it's not like we can go back and hindsight 2020, here's how you do this. We're just here to tell you that you're not alone going through it, that that it's just it's the time for it once again. And here's what they have told me. Um, they actually told this to me, and I might have said it in our last episode. I don't remember. But I do know that they told me um, a few weeks ago that this all needs to happen now and it needs to happen quickly. I get a sense of urgency behind yeah. this particular energy coming in so that it is in place and has taken place prior to another event that is coming. I don't know what that event is. It is frustrating the heck out of me. And quite honestly, every time I tap into it, I get very uncomfortable because it has to do with stuff that I don't know a lot about and I don't talk or think a lot about, namely um, very conspiracy theory type shit that I'm just not well-versed in. And so I would be going completely off the rails to try and tap into it. But what I have figured out in terms of that is that that is very murky territory and you want to be careful what you give your energy to. We always say that. Always be careful what you give your energy to. But when it comes to the conspiracy theory slash matrix stories that you can stumble across, be careful about what strikes fear in you. Yeah. Because nothing will feed the tower moments more voraciously than that which draws the emotion or the reaction of fear from you. So if you are watching something on TikTok or any of the social media platforms, particularly the social media platforms or legacy media, and it causes in your body a physical reaction of anxiety, overwhelm, or outright fear, stop watching it now. You need to keep your eyes on your own paper right now. You need to understand that you have been triggered in a very specific way for your growth and that there is nothing that those external resources can offer you other than to draw you down the wrong path. The only correct path is specific to you. So while we may have similar experiences, you should be wary of anyone who is saying, this is what I've experienced, and this is what you're going through, and this is how you get through it. There's no such thing. All we can offer you is this is what we're going through, and this is what has helped us. Now you use your discernment because that's what we're here to learn to do. That's, that's okay. Your discernment is your link to your personal freedom. Your discernment is your link to free choice. You will not have the gift of free choice if you are listening more to other external resources than you are to your internal voice and guidance system. 
So if you take nothing away from this show, take just this one thing. Use your discernment. If something resonates and feels good, pursue it. If it does not resonate and it does not feel good, leave it, leave it behind. Let it go. Let that be someone else's reality to deal with. It is not part of yours. And in these times that feel particularly crunchy, and I'm saying this to myself out loud as well as others, don't feel afraid or guilty to feel good and to feel joy. In fact, do quite the opposite and tap into that shit as much as possible. Do. Because especially when things are like they are right now, you're not going to be able to tap into it as easy much of the time. Things are falling apart. Things are falling through. Things are going away. Things are may may feel like they're being taken away because new space is making, is they're making room. And um, it's never comforting to hear that. It just. Things are being stripped away so that you can get back to the basics of what really truly brings you joy and makes you happy and lights you up. And because that is, that's the way of widening your path forward. Yeah. That's where you're going to tap into the motivation and inspiration to make decisions that you're sure are wants because they come into your heart and it just makes you feel bigger when you hear it. And these are the feelings you need to pay attention to right now. Super, super important. I'm just, that's coming in right now. That's advice that, that they're giving to me and that I'm spitting out at you in case you find it helpful. Yeah. And the the stuff that's the the underneath type of stuff the bumps in the roads the the little earthquakes the things that seem like they are huge those things are a constant they'll always be there there'll always be some form of that out there and getting lost in it getting caught up and drowned by that that's that's the purpose of that energy that energy is a derailment and if you're not giving in to that derailment that's the only thing that you need to really be concerned with because they're also showing me it's like look at all of these lifetimes where there's always something like that popping up you're never going to come into a place of wow look at this really awesome great thing that we're coming together to do without having gone through something really shitty (laughs) like that you you have to have that you do you have to have that kind of contrast and right now the contrast is super high it is super super high to make it really really easy but it also makes you really really uncomfortable and it's really really uncomfortable watching other people really be really really uncomfortable so yeah a lot of us are having a hard time (laughs) all of us are having a hard time in one way or another like if you're not experiencing a hard time you're just not you're you're um well, you might have come out of it earlier, or you might not have made it to the crunch yet. Um, or maybe, you know, you're just so different that who knows? I don't know shit. Who am I? 
But from what I can see, everyone in my life is experiencing yeah. toughness. And it doesn't mean that it's catastrophic. It just means that whatever is, whatever is going on in their life is triggering all of their deepest stories. Because it hasn't been all bad for me, but, but I'm focused on what has been uncomfortable because um, it's triggering all those stories that when, what's the next shoe to drop? Yeah. And that's, that's the fear. So whatever is happening for you, it is likely that there is some sort of fear trigger involved. And that's what we're working on right now. And it's crunchy and icky and, and the guides are kind of quiet about it. Because sometimes they have to take a step back in order to allow us to work on our humanity. Yeah. It's, it's still, it, I mean, that, that part of it is always going to be on us because we're here. We're here in the thick of it and we have to deal with it with the tools that we are able to put together. And they can be a comfort sometimes, and they can give us some guidance, uh, but they can't do it for us. That's, and that's not just on them. That's not just their contract. That's also our contract. Our contract is to be here figuring it out for ourselves. So, (sighs) Well, I'm going to say that we've done the thing. Jamie, if you hadn't already caught on, is not feeling well. And so I'm going to say, let's let's let you go rest. Okay. And let everyone get on with their turkey day if they're in the States. And if not, hopefully you're having a good Thursday or whatever day you're listening to. Um, You're listening to this on. And on top of that, join us on social media. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We have a Patreon. It's free to join. And we're constantly monitoring to keep the conversation going because we'd really like this to become a community where everyone can help everyone else. And on top of that, we have a Saturday meetup every time we release an episode. So that means that uh, what's, what's the date this is released? Thanksgiving is what? The 23rd. So this goes out on the 23rd of November. And if you are listening, uh, come join us on Discord for our Saturday meetup. A couple days on later. On the 25th. The 25th. Yeah. November 25th, Discord meetup. Come talk to us. I'm sure we will have gotten some interesting information by then from the guides. And we'd love to share it with you. Having said that. Yeah. Have a happy, uh, you know, holiday and a good week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.